You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. The co-hostiest with the mostiest. I'm so excited to be here on the pop with you today, with you today Ben. <laughs> I totally stumbled right out of that. Right out of that. You Just know, blah, blah. I got a, I got a, an absolutely hilarious email from somebody uh, mm-hmm. over the past week after announcing uh, that Alice and I are expecting a baby this October. And they said that we should refer to Tyler as the uncle and then you as the other uncle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we now? Oh, should we? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think mm-hmm. so. But there, yeah, there's that kid's gonna be like Uncle Jay. I know it's gonna be so fun because I feel like I feel like that's like the relationship that I have with your son Luke, which yeah. is that like he's like Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. It's like it's like a part of my name to him. Yeah, which is good. That's what I was going for. Yeah, I, I was very hopeful that it would turn out that way. It's interesting the way he associates different uh, family members. So like we are going to me and Beth are going to Cincinnati this weekend to visit Beth's brother. Okay. Um, well, they live in Lexington, but Cincinnati, I guess, is more fun. So we're all going there. We're all meeting there. We're okay. just going to have the weekend there, and it's going to be fun. But so I keep telling Luke, like, oh, hey, we're going to go see Uncle Daniel this weekend. And the first time I told him that, he just, like, immediately just, like, looks to the side. He's like, we're going to the playground. <laughs> Like, like he remembers a very specific playground that is very, very near Uncle Daniel's house. He's like, the playground. (laughs) I was like, actually, no, we're not going to Uncle Daniel's house. We're just going to, we're going to be with him. And he's going to be, he goes, will there be balls? Because that's the other thing is they they uh, FaceTime Daniel all the time and uh, he'll always just like hold up various uh, like sports balls from around the house. Amazing. And that's like the game him and Luke play. So he's just like, 
they're going to be balls. <laughs> it's like, this is what I know. This about is, Uncle this Daniel. Is Playground and balls. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is so true though. Like couple, I have a couple of thoughts in reaction to this. One is that, uh, when I was a kid, I remember as I was getting probably like seven, eight years old, there was, there was sort of like, especially on our mom's side of the family where we have more like aunts and uncles cause she has two sisters and a brother. Yeah. Um, but not knowing which members of that side of the family were like our blood relatives. Oh, versus like when like, you're like a very little kid. Yeah. Like when we're a very mm-hmm. little kid. So like we have, we have like an uncle Mike who I share uh, a October 25th birthday with, which shockingly, I got so many emails from people as well saying that we have the same birthday. So wow. way to go. Everybody else, us and Katy Perry. Um, but I remember thinking I, for the longest time that, that he was like mom's brother and that uh, our, our aunt Teresa on that side of the family who is actually actually related to our mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. was, was like married into the family, but it was like one of the, there was no reason for it. You know, it wasn't like I was, I was like assessing the, the genetic likenesses or anything like that. It was just sort of like my head cannon for this particular situation. I mean, you're both born on the same day. You're like, Hey, people are born into a family. We were born on the same day. We're in the same family. We must be blood related. This is the way that this it must is, be. This is the kind of logic children have. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is how it goes. I was also very disappointed when I found out that there are not nearly as many pencils in Pennsylvania as mm. as promised. As promised. But okay, so the Someone, other thing. Were, yeah, what were you going to do with all the pencils? <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed that they would be everywhere. Like, mm. you know how like in cartoons and stuff, there's always like the world's largest yarn ball yeah. or something like that. Like I literally assumed that as you were going through Pennsylvania, there would be gigantic pencils like mounted on the sides of the road yeah. as like a, like as like their, their signature. Like well, this is, this is pencil land. Well, let me just say that talking about giant things and crossing state borders, let me just segue. Ayo into uh maybe people have noticed if you're watching the pop on the youtube channel that the um stanley duck has gotten a significant upgrade well he evolved he yeah basically he evolved so uh it used to be small pile of ducks yep if you can imagine imagine you know like um mm, mm, execute right pile of eggs oh i got you even though five separate eggs evolves one big tree now very similarly stanley duck has evolved into big duck big duck big duck the biggest it is making me very happy i don't even so the stanley the stanley cup uh continues to grow i think the plan is to like adhesive the duck to the top at some point right now it's just sort of resting there yeah this is this is like one of those things where i think that the way that we go about our version of content recreation is like we're gonna go forward with it and we'll continue to make adjustments as needed as needed yeah whereas maybe other people would be like let's make sure we have it complete before we introduce it to everybody this is like we had the original stanley duck yeah and then it changed and now it's it is currently a non-adhered gigantic duck on top of a golden cup statue on top of a wooden plinth yes and uh but yeah but basically what i really my my vision for it is to get gold spray paint gold spray paint and and make <laughs> the giant duck gold and then adhere it to our trophy yeah but what i love the most about it though is that it's way too big like it is comically larger than the large trophy it sits upon yes mm-hmm. exactly exactly so i i think it's I, it's just perfect it it's is just perfect, perfect. 
and as time goes on, it will just only become more and more eclectic. Like maybe we can like fasten things into the handles or oh yeah, or or something. Who's to say what this duck trophy will look like one year from now? In fact, mark your calendars, listeners, and let us because we'll forget. Oh, but yeah, let us know one year from now. Be like, hey, you should check what the duck trophy looked like a year ago, and we'll be like, oh my gosh, wow, can you believe what who? Man, look where we are today. Look, look it's going to be different. How much more evolution can can come to the duck? Now, now speaking of our large duck, and I brought it up because we were talking about like heading into Pennsylvania and there being large pencils. Yeah, of course. The way in which you can get your name on the Stanley Duck is by our continuous, ever nonstop contest to see who can put a GMA sticker in the coolest places. Exactly. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's a game that everybody can participate in. Exactly. And if you has access to a cool location, then you can take that sticker, place it and submit that photo to us. And if it is the coolest place of that quarter of the year, your name could go on the Stanley Duck. Exactly. And one, I want to bring up one of the cool ones we saw this week from OK Conclusion 9711 on Reddit because they posted a series of like eight different photos. Okay. And it was like, it was a it was a pairing of each. So one um, would be like a picture of the sign and then it would be like a close-up shot of where on the sign they had put the sticker. <gasps> so they had put it on several different signs, but all the signs shared something in common and that was that it was the welcome sign to another state. Awesome. So... There are now GMA stickers on the welcome to Georgia, Florida, Virginia, Tennessee, South Carolina, and North Carolina signs. Oh my I goodness. Know. Do you know what I want now? What? I want every welcome to sign. Uh, this is exactly every, where I, I was going I with I want that a bed. complete set. This, exa- first of all, yes, we need a complete set. We need a GMA sticker on a welcome to sign in every state in America. That's, that's this is this is attainable. This is attainable for sure. This is attainable, and I think it's a grand opportunity for there to be like cross pollen. It's a grand spot for people to notice <gasps> other true little kernels. Because like, what if you go? Because there's only so many roads that lead into another state. Yeah, of you course. Know, yeah. Chances are you're traveling down the interstate and you walk in now. Granted, you'll have to pull over on the side of the road. Well, I, I was going to say, we should probably offer that disclaimer. I think, I don't know how these folks have already done it, but mm-hmm. my my preferred advice for this particular scenario is that you you do like rest stop related welcome tos so that mm-hmm. there is a safe place to exit the interstate from. Right, 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 right. But in any case, I think it is very possible that we could get a sticker on a welcome sign to every state. I like it. And it's and I very I cannot wait for the moment where someone goes to do it and they're like, oh, my gosh, there's already a sticker here. <gasps> I know. That's going to be so excited. Like other it, it, I can only imagine here. The, the, the sheer joy of crossing a state line and seeing the little GMA sticker on the sign and being like, I'm not alone. It's the knowledge that you're looking at the same moon. Imagine exactly, except that you listen to the same podcast. Right. And that podcast has ramifications in the real world. And those ramifications are stickers on signs. (laughs) And maybe because you're on a car ride, you're listening to the podcast as it happens. Goodness gracious. It's getting even more meta. It's going to happen. Even more meta. I cannot wait. What I really hope now is that there is somebody who is currently on a road trip Mm. listening to this particular episode. And whilst on the road, they're like, wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. Golden opportunity. Golden opportunity. And here's the thing. I just said I'm going on a road trip this weekend. So I'm like, man, do I have to? Should I? Maybe I should pack some stickers. Maybe. Got to get Maybe. some. Yeah, I can't. I Now, I will say we're going to be in the minivan with the three kids and my in-laws. And I don't I don't super know that everyone's going to be down to stop at the state lines and be like, hold on. I has very important business to attend. <laughs> Yeah, hold on just one second. Hold on, father-in-law, while yeah. I go and place this sticker. I go do this, I have, yeah. Very light vandalization. No, no, of course not. We would never encourage such things, Ben. We would, of course not. But they are available over at SuperCarlinBrothers.store if you're interested. And we are going for a full set of fifty out of fifty. So right, yeah. This is like people who used to collect quarters. You know, like trying to get like all fifty states. Yes. It's like it's like. Did you even consider coming up with an uh, a, a podcast-based game wherein? We, as a collective, tackle 50 states worth of signs. Yeah. Like, did, did that even cross your mind when you were collecting those quarters? No. I, be, I bet it didn't. It did not. Although, let me just say, we, um, I found some quarters the other day in my house. I know. Breaking I, uh, news. I, this is actually shocking because it would, not, it would not surprise me in the slightest if there was no no version of cash in your household whatsoever. I mean, there's not zero cash in my house, but there's certainly not much. However, when I was a kid, nothing made me happier than the idea of having, like, I had this large crayon bank. You yes. Know, we, you, we, I think we both did. We both did. Mine, mine was, was blue. Mine was green. Yeah, it was basically just a cardboard tube, and on the top it had a lid. You could put coins in it. It was very tall. It was like three feet tall. It had like a crayon lid. Yeah, it had like a crayon lid, so it looked like a crayon. Yeah, it looked yeah. like a crayon. It was very cool. You didn't clarify. Uh, no? You just said it was a lid. Okay, sorry. It was a crayon lid. Yeah. It was a crayon <laughs> bank. It makes a difference. It was very, it was very tall. And like, it brought me, the idea of filling the entire crayon with loose change was like the amount of money that represented in my like, you know, six-year-old brain was like vast. Like, this, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. It was like, it was like a goal of mine. Yes, th this is the exact thing. Like, I, I in my mind, it was like, you want to know what the best thing about a piggy bank is? I'm going to accidentally become wealthy. Exactly. Like, by this spare change that I, that I don't even consider. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll put it into my crayon, and then once the crayon is full, I will be rich. Exactly, Ben. You get it. Well, how do we talk about treasure so much on this show? I'm not sure, but the other thing about this is that I was terrible at it. Yeah. Just flat out terrible. Like way too away. You, it was not like set it, forget it. It was like I put coins in and then I dumped it out to count the coins. To count the coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, was, this would be like mom would like, you know, send me to my room and what I would do is go and empty my crayon onto the floor and, and sort all of the change right. and then like assess my resources mm -hmm. and my ability to now potentially buy a Star Wars action figure. Right. Like I only got to use it like, like five more quarters and I'm there. Yeah. I'm yeah. practicing. Mm, okay. Can, can I tell an embarrassing story about how I how I collected many of my quarters? Oh, okay. There's a, there's Please. Well, I well, love embarrassing stories. Mom might be embarrassed as well. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> but when we were well, okay. when we were kids, she would um she would read us books at night. Yeah. And like, cause our dad was like, he did the TV thing. So he was not, you know, physically there to read us the books like during the weeknights or whatever. So mom would read us books at night and she would always say, I'll give you a quarter if you brush my hair. And so <laughs> this was like one of those things where we had these bunk beds. And I remember I would just like sit on the bed and literally like brush mom's hair <laughs> in exchange for a quarter in exchange for a quarter while she, while she read us our books, there you our, go. our Berenstain bears and encyclopedia 
Wikipedia Brown. That's a dollar twenty-five a week, man. It's not bad. It, it doesn't not rack up very quickly when it you does, spend like I, I mean, spend though. That was that's that's one. That's four weeks equals five dollars equals one, one Star Wars action figure. One Star Wars action. That's figure. twelve action figures a year, man. Yes, well, it's <laughs> you're been, flying. Practically, practically. This this was the thing. So it's it's so funny. I don't know if you remember this about me as a kid, but I was so wildly indecisive like i like, mm, we would like i do remember this we would now get, that you bring it up yeah so we would get to the aisle and it would, we would like stand there and it'd be like oh man do i want like x-wing pilot luke skywalker or sand trooper this week mm, I don't, very I, difficult decision they're both really cool i don't have either i have many other lukes though and i but i also have stormtroopers like which collection do i want to complete first right like luke is inherently cooler than all stormtroopers but i've got a bunch of versions of luke exactly exactly yeah. but i don't i don't have my x-wing yet because that's twenty dollars <laughs> there's no way i have that kind of patience <laughs> you know i'm that's, not waiting four that's months four months of hairbrushing. <laughs> <laughs> no way no way no way no way at all um but yeah, so this, uh, I don't know. It's it like that indecisiveness, but, but it's also part of the fun. And this past weekend, uh, like I, I gave Alice a gift card as like a, like a mother's day thing to this website that she's been like ridiculously obsessed with lately. It's called stony clover. Have okay. You ever, have you ever heard of this? I haven't. Okay. So, uh, this is not a sponsor or anything. I'm just talking about it, but they have these, like, they're like, uh, bags that you can have patches put on and like the patches are are part of what makes it cool okay but like it's for all intents and purposes it's like they have like duffel bags like hip hacks backpacks i don't know tote bags yeah but like it's not enough to just have the bag itself you have to customize the bag with something but like the patches themselves are like clouds and rainbows and smiley faces right. or stars okay or like words or something like that but like it's been so cute and adorable because i, I gave her this because i know that she had been looking at them and i was like well i don't i don't know which one to pick so this will be a fun way to do that she has done nothing every day since other than scroll on the website doing this exact thing wow like just standing i mean i'm like you are you are me like but older but older like you cannot decide this is me in the star wars action figure aisle right like you have just because you have like it feels like you have one shot yes yeah it does i might not ever have the five dollars again ever what if mom doesn't like having her hairbrush anymore right then i'm out of the job (laughs) that's it so it's over it's over and we can't have that we can't yeah no i mean so gotta really make it count when you have those opportunities that's to make it count yeah yeah so anyway i found two quarters in my house the other day (laughs) We made it full circle. We made it full circle. (laughs) There you go. No, but it was the same phenomenon, bingo, um, that that I experienced as a child because I have this, uh, we have this piggy bank in Luke's room, which is pretty large. And like, I have this fantastic, like future dream of the day when like on his 18th birthday, when I'm like, you can break the piggy bank, (gasps) you know, like we're going to, that's how long, that's how long. And I had this like wonderful vision about it where like, Anytime I find myself with like a, a spare dollar bill, maybe I'll just go throw it in there. Maybe I'll just go drop it in. This is brilliant. Exactly. But I'm it's, like, it's so brilliant. It's I'm very like, I'm so excited for Luke's 18th birthday because I get to, we're going to see how much got put in that piggy bank over the course of that amount of time. That amount of time. Okay. So yeah. what I, okay, here's, here's my suggestion to this is that I, I love exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If I continue to put coins in there as you find them. And like, I, I would say like direct them to this particular thing and maybe, maybe don't quite inform him to 
Oh, that's exactly a part of it for yes. sure. Like he'll like I'll I'll tell him that one day you can open it. And hopefully he will put stuff in there as well. But what will be hopefully great is that he doesn't know that I've been putting stuff in there. Okay. So then like, you know, he's going through it. He's like, wait a minute. Where did this $20 bill come from? And be like, oh yeah, I was just feeling generous that day. Oh yeah. 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 What do you know, son? How about that? What do you know? The problem I'm finding, Ben, is that... When I was a kid, the problem was I never had money to spend to get loose change to put on my crayon. Oh, yeah, of course. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, you, weren't, you weren't in on the gig I had. <laughs> That's not true. I brushed mom's hair, too. <laughs> I know that. I did braids, Ben. <laughs> mom wanted the dog. <laughs> yeah, poor mom. Uh, anyway, anyway, didn't have, didn't have. Uh, bills to spend to get the coins to put in the crayon. Okay, yeah. Now, as an adult, semi-different problem where I never pay with cash anywhere. I, I was going to say, uh, yeah, so this like, is, like, he's going to get there and have, like, $10. I can tell you there's more than $10 in there already. Okay. But, uh, yes, same problem. It's like, I found the coins. I was like, oh, my God, I can go put them in the piggy bank. <laughs> I was, like, so excited. <laughs> like, I can do that. I have something to contribute now. But this is, it's such good conditioning. Yeah. Like, like now you're going to associate coins with Luke's piggy bank. Yes. But what I also think you should do is every year on his birthday, I think that you should take a picture of Luke holding the piggy bank. Oh. And then print that picture and also put it inside of the piggy bank. Oh, interesting. So that when he's like, when he's 18, you will have this great big collection yeah. of year after year after year of him holding the piggy bank. Hold, yeah. And the then it's funny. Yeah. And then like when he cracks it open, he'll have all these pictures and they'll be like, Whoa, Whoa. that was me when I was three Unbelievable. and four and five. What happened on year six, dad? What happened on year six? Sorry about that. Maybe you guys went to Iceland. That'd be cool. That's my prediction. Yeah? Yeah. Six. Everybody knows Iceland is a great sixth birthday location. I think, I, speaking of Iceland, I believe we misspoke about D2, the Mighty Ducks, and that it is indeed Iceland who are the bad guys, not Sweden. Oh, no. Well, I did get yeah. a message from somebody from Sweden who said, thank you as a representative of Sweden for the shout out in last week's episode. So, oh, well, at the very least, Sweden was very, very glad to hear from us. They but, were glad to hear from us as a poor choice of villain. Which it turns out was correct because they were not the villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, our bad. I could, so let me ask you this then. Okay, why is it that putting the coins in the piggy bank physically is such a better feeling? Because like there are apps and stuff out there that will do this exact thing. They're like, oh yeah, you made a purchase with your debit card. We rounded up the initial, the extra change. We put it in an account. Great news. Check it once a year. Oh my gosh, look how much you've saved in change. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like that to me, like I know I could do that. And part of like, but I don't. And I don't I don't have any of those services. I know they exist. This idea appeals to me and I still don't do it. But if I find two quarters at my house, it is like, what? <laughs> Great Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I got gots to go put them. What's well, so better about physical coin? I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but there is there is certainly something better. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's that they're physical. That's true. You but know, it's like tactile there is but there's jingly. all these arguments for coins that not even exist well it's true it's yeah. true yeah it does it does feel a little bit ridiculous to have like all of this energy and effort going into all of these things that can be so easily lost into your sofa and or that space between your car seat and the center console then that space should not exist it sh it should not exist it should not exist there should be no space between the car seat 
the driver's seat or the passenger seat and the center console. It should be completely blocked off or there should be no center console. You, you, you should not be able to lose things in that spot. Into that crack. I know because it's so close to the sides of your pockets. Yeah. So like you sit down and they all just like roll right out. It's exactly. Not but, only is it an impossible <clears throat> to reach into spot, but it's an easily it's an easy to fall into spot. Exactly. But here's the thing I saw on like, I don't know, scrolling TikTok or Facebook viral videos or something one day. And I thought you were taking my trophy. What? Um, and, I have a trophy bed. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, somebody actually created like a, like a shelf that you could squeeze in there. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like, and basically what the shelf did was it was like a barrier that you could then like, you know, Hey, set your phone on, or like maybe it had a cup holder and a bottle opener and like all the, all the things that everything on Kickstarter always have. Right. Um, compass compass. Yeah, yeah. of course, really into survivability. Anybody who produces anything on, on Kickstarter, it's like, here's a USB drive that also has a flashlight on well, that flashlight might be useful. Does it feel like whenever you see a Kickstarter, like the same advertising group made all of the all videos. of them? That is exactly like, what I think. Happened. It is always like semi-documentary style. And there is guaranteed, guaranteed three to four shots of them drawing blueprints and scattered papers on a table. You're like, wow, look at these guys. They drew blueprints. Oh, man. Whoa. How legit. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to come back to that in just a second, but I do okay. want to calf off by saying that for some reason, despite the fact that somebody came up for a, a, like a, a purchasable solution to the, the car crack problem. Yeah. I like, I was more frustrated with the fact that somebody invented that than I was, than, oh. I, than I am with the crack itself. It was like, I don't, mm, that's not how I want this problem to be solved. No, yeah, not yeah, by, yeah. not by putting something in there. Anyway, moving on from that. Um, very interesting about that whole Kickstarter thing is that I think when I first started hearing about Kickstarter, it like, it was basically music to my ears. Mm -hmm. Like as someone who has like 4 million business ideas a week, you know, if this was the type of thing where it's like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to convince my family and friends anymore. I can, I can make a video and people will help me accomplish these goals. Yeah. Which now that I'm saying it, I feel like I really need to do something at some point in time. So sure. Be on the lookout for a Ben Carlin Kickstarter campaign. Okay. Where we do something. Um, but it, like, I think I, I put it like way up on a pedestal. Like the, like these are like modern day, like inventors. Yeah. You know, like I think okay. that's, that's really how I saw it. So I was very impressed with it. I had like a very like positive image with it and everything. And then I was at a trade show one year. I won't say what the product is, but I was at a trade show working with a gentleman who literally was like the guy who made a very, very, very famous like Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. And it was like so odd to get this like peek behind the curtain as to like what this particular person was like. Yeah. Like, because in my mind I was like, Oh, like this is like Thomas Edison, you know, like, <laughs> like people like this invent, they create, like, right. Like they're going to be in textbooks. And then I was like, you are shockingly like me. Like you're just like, like, I, Hmm. Where's your lab? <laughs> I thought you would have like a, like a coat or like a group of people following you around, like scribbling your ideas yeah. on, on pieces of paper yeah. and like random, like, like light bulbs over your head being like, Oh, I have an idea. Right. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, this is like how I imagined these people to be like, right. like constantly. And, but then I remember he was, he was showing me what his next invention was going to be. And it was like this, uh, like small, like it was basically a plug that instead of having a cord on like a phone charger, it was just like, there so like you could you could like plug your phone in 
directly to the wall, like immediately to the wall, oh. like a like you'd have like the white block that comes with your phone, yeah, charger, and then the the port itself. Okay, and, and I was like, hmm, that's not as good as the other thing you made. <laughs> like <laughs> it was almost like the first thing you came up with. Okay, like I can see I can see why that caught like wildfire. Uh, although I did purchase the product and it did not work, so oh. that, was, that was another thing well, that, that is, like that yeah. like dampened me. Have you? Yeah, how many have you? Uh, bought into many Kickstarter campaigns. I've probably I've probably bought into five. Five. Okay. <laughs> have you typically been satisfied with the results? I think that I have never used. I, I the one that I just told you about. I have tried because there was a very specific reason why I tried it. Everything else, I think it was like nine, ten months later when it finally got to me. And by the time it got to me, I think like the magic of it was kind of just gone. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I don't know. I, I paid for it like a real long time ago. Like I, they've been sending like way too many email updates about like what's going on behind the scenes. And it was just kind of like, okay, it's here. Right. Maybe, maybe I'll use it. <laughs> maybe you'll use it. But anyway, how about you? It sounded like you were going somewhere with that. Oh, well, I, I was <laughs> curious. Yeah. What your experience has been. I, I two come to mind. One was one was a belt. Um, was that, it a great belt? No. Was it a reversible belt? I think it could have been. It did it was, have a bottle opener on it? No, it did not have a bottle opener. <sighs> they always have bottle openers. I, that's what a what a move. Yeah, what a move. This was a I think it was like a, a magnet belt. Okay. And the idea was that you could like uh, move the mag. There was like a magnet in the in the fastener, so you would put it like through your belt loop, and then it would like come back across, and you could use the magnet to hold it where it was so you never had any like flapping or and it would always fit because you could just move the magnet to wherever it was i see yeah and it like looked cool or something i mean it looked cool on the web on the on the kickstarter right or whatever and i remember getting it and it it just did not work oh no Like, like one you could not like the act of moving the magnet was like you had to get like both fingers on and like smush it like every inch you yes. needed to go. It's like when you're it's like when your string gets sucked into your hoodie hole. Yeah, you have to like, exactly like, 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 like wiggle it out. You had to like smush it every little bit, and then it was like the belt was like too heavy for the magnet to effectively hold up, so it was always sort of leaning forward a yeah. little. It was the sad. I was like, well, this was a bummer, but I, I mean, I felt good that I helped. And then another one. Um, I bought and I was actually very happy with, but, uh, other people must not have been because eventually it just like completely failed, but it was a game called story wars, which I think you and I played once or twice. I'm pretty sure the only time that I, that I played story wars, it just turned into like a screaming match. It was a very, I mean, the idea behind the game was that I think it was sort of like D and D esque. It's incredibly open ended. I think yeah. yeah. So it, if I recall correctly, it was almost like like both people would draw a card that had like a like some type of creature on it, and then right. you could draw another card that was like an accessory that that creature might have to defeat the other person's card, and then you and that person would like take your arguments and just duke it out right with each other, and then there's like a. a impartial judge that then determines like the winner. So it's like, it's like apples to apples or like cards against humanity where like one of the members of your group is just the judge on who wins. Right. Like they get to decide, but they're deciding based on how the story you tell about the cards you played 
against the cards that you played, but it's just like, all you have really to go off of is the artwork. So it's like, oh yeah, no, I've got a chicken and he's got rocket boots and he's carrying a spear. And this is how he's going to defeat your flying whale or something. Yes, exactly. Wow, yeah. Flying whale was literally the like the one thing that sprang to my mind. There we go. Must have been. Must Mo- have been a good one. Must have been a good one. I feel like this was a rare oper- a rare moment where I feel like you and me got really into this game and it made like the fun of it was that we kept coming up with ludicrous things to happen and it just made other people like this is too free form. I don't there's just people are yelling and arguing and I can't tell if they're actually mad and which I don't think yeah. we were. I think I it was just so, sort of yeah. like we were just getting like like completely ridiculous. With yeah, it. like one of us would claim one thing and it's like, oh, no way at all because of these reasons right here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that was the other problem, too, is that it was almost just like uh, like a draw items out of a hat and then argue. <laughs> That's exactly exactly what it was like yeah debate club but with not on topical issues but rather flying whales versus rocket boot chickens exactly exactly so anyway uh i think i had two sets of that from whatever level i invested in i got like the first round of cards and the second round of cards and then like a few months later i got an email and they're like well we ran out of money (laughs) this is this is the end thanks for your support shucks be darned shucks be darned um yeah so one of the ones that i have that is still in the box and i have to tell you this this is it's actually like a cool idea and i like i think about it constantly to bring it here to the office i'm like we could surely do something with that yeah it's called a scribbit Oh, and okay. Like it's like a the best way for me to describe it, if if you have any idea how like a 3D printer works, it's almost like a 3D printer, but instead of drawing with like a filament that then stacks on itself to where you eventually have like a small item statue, you know, whatever. Yeah. It it literally takes like a marker and will will take these same paths, but then draw like an image right okay so so you could have like a whiteboard with the scribbit attached to like both corners of it and then it's got like a little motor that will like travel around and like move the marker so that it like draws the image right in front of you right and i've always thought that like it would be like a really really cool thing to have at like uh like a fundraising event or something like you walk into the door and like while you're getting your tickets there's like actively like the scribbits like drawing like a really cool like masterpiece of a drawing and then at the end of the night you could like auction off oh that'd be like, neat that particular like painting because it happened right there at the event or probably right. drawing is a better word for it um but this this was the one that I actually was like tuned in i was checking for it i was excited about it and it finally after like 14 months shipped or something and i got it and i was like oh this is so cool and i like put it in my car and then it just stayed in my car for like three months until I eventually like brought it out and put it in my basement where it stayed for like three months. And it was, it like, it kept living this way. Like I kept like having the best of intentions. I kept attempting to bring it places to use it. Right. And then it would like, it would never quite like get in the door and opened. So I've literally never even opened the box. Wow. I know. I know. Mm. So maybe we should try it and then like report back on whether or not it worked. Yeah. Maybe we should. And, and show our masterpiece. Okay. Okay. <laughs> New challenge for us for the New next challenge. week. Use a product you bought. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What a fun idea. What a fun idea. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Well, hey, Jay, how about a fun fact about coyotes? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. What a, good, what a good transition. Do it. Um, okay. So this this particular fun fact about coyotes was <laughs> it was really funny because I got an email from somebody and they were like talking about how coyotes are super athletic. And I was like, yeah, I, like, I can get that. I mean, I, f- I feel like most animals are pretty athletic you know what's weird is that we as people are not like built the same way like this yeah like all rabbits are fast yes you know like but i don't know but we're we're not like we're not like built naturally to uh run into our burrows well this is i mean that's interesting i wonder though like if you're you know a lion perhaps from your perspective 
all humans are pretty slow. Like to, to we, the humans, some of us are slow and some of us are fast, but perhaps to the lion, it's like, you're all slow. You're all like on like, your best day, on slow. your best day, the best of you slow, slow. <laughs> if they even have opinions about us, at if all. they probably, they don't, but probably they don't. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, Athletic coyotes. Athletic coyotes. So th- this has come up several times because, of course, you know, I'm like I myself am doing extensive research on coyotes. You of know, course, week in week out, trying naturally, to get, trying to get my next fact. So a couple <laughs> of people have like sent me messages saying like, you know, coyotes can run forty miles an hour, and I'm like, that is cool, but I keep stumbling across it. You know, it's like uh-huh. it's like uh, in Master Elodin's class, he has like a like a thing called interesting fact. Yeah, and like each of the students have to come to class and offer an interesting fact. Right. And both makes Bass do this eventually. Oh, does he? Right? Yeah. Okay. He's like, what did you learn today? It's kind of like a similar Maybe routine. So. May- okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Anyway, name of the wind reference in case anybody had it on their bingo card. Bingo. Um, but so I keep, I keep stumbling across the fact that coyotes can run quite fast and that, you know, they've got like these other characteristics about whatever. Uh, but this particular email said coyotes can jump 13 feet in the air. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, hold up have not seen this and so i'm like i'm like okay okay you've got me but I'm, but this one i gotta fact check it because yeah. 13 feet that's a that's just like that is so many times greater than its height its own height right like so for coyotes to not have a reputation for jumping if they can jump 13 feet in the air it's this like is, it's like what what do kangaroos where'd you come from i know yeah known as jump this is like if you're a coyote this is like if you're standing on the basketball court and you jump not into the hoop, but on top of the backboard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So massive jump. That's insanely high. Yeah, it's not true. Oh, it's not. I know. Oh, okay. I know. Wow. I, I think. I think. I guess the, I'm not surprised. I but. know. Yeah. The, I think the poor person they they sent the email, and I think because it, it I looked it up, and it ends up being three feet. Oh. Um, and so I was like. Uh, okay. Okay. But 13 feet would have been, that would have been very interesting. That would have. So this is, this is not an interesting fact about coyotes. <laughs> is that the right way to say that? Or is it, this is a interesting thing that isn't a fact about coyotes. Right. Maybe. Hmm. I don't even know how to say it. Okay. But that's that. Well, it's a, it is a fact about coyotes. <laughs> it just, well. It is, it, it, uh, it is a truth about coyotes but it's not because it's not true no but they could jump three feet oh yes that's, that's the fact that yeah that's a fact. yeah that's a good point that's a good point okay. right there you go do you have a corny joke for us too ben while you know, we're on a roll in fact i actually have two corny jokes what because well because <coughs> last week last week my corny joke wasn't really a corny joke i was just like segueing into uh the like the announcement right you know and so i i know that some people out there were kind of like well you know, we kind of got like gypped on our you know like like our corny joke here. Yeah. Like we were, we were like, oh, we're holding out for a corny joke. Right. All we got was Ben's having a kid. What? That's not, that's not funny. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So two corny jokes here. Okay. First corny joke comes from Nicole lay who says, what's the difference between a bicyclist wearing a suit and a unicyclist wearing plaid one wheel and style. <laughs> so close. Oh, am so I close? Attire. Oh, ah, man. Right. So close. Right. Yes. Attire. I get it. That's pretty good. Yep. 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 <clears throat> pretty good. Pretty good. So mm, they, attire. thank you, Nicole Lay, for that yeah. one. And then we got one from, from Mary Nelson here. I thought this one was good as well. How do musicians brush their teeth? How do musicians brush their teeth with their... Ah, oh, man. Mm-mm. I feel like it's there. I don't know. With a tuba toothpaste. 
With the tube of tooth... I wasn't there at all. Nope. <laughs> yeah. With a tube of toothpaste. A tube of toothpaste. That seems like awfully... Pre- that every musician uses a tube, like... They all use tuba they toothpaste. All, yeah, they all use tuba. Yeah. 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 I you mean, play lead guitar? Yeah, but I use a tuba toothpaste. Right. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? So We I, are musicians. <clears throat> if anybody at home has a fun... Or not a fun fact, but a corny joke, both, or a fun fact about coyotes, and you want to submit it to us, you can do that by emailing me at popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, well, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll figure one out. There you go. There you go. Okay, so in the meantime, here here is like uh, a thing that I have noticed about myself. So you know how we always say the word phenomenon? Yeah. Yeah. We've like, said it before. This isn't even the first time we're saying it in this episode. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it comes up. It's a word that we use a lot. Yeah. Well, so as we've been, as we've been premiering the pop each week on the YouTube channel and sitting in with the chat with people, there is like another thing that I have started to notice because that is like the opportunity that allows me to now revisit each of these episodes to actually go back and like re-listen because yeah. for the most part, like once we're done recording, I don't hear the entire discussion again. Right. Um, but here lately I have. And one of the things that I keep hearing myself say or bring up is talking about anxiety. Oh, really? As like sort of, you know, like this, this was a moment. Oh, I was super anxious, like whatever. And what's really weird to to me about anxiety is almost like the same thing as like when I first got like a cold as a kid, like I was experiencing something, but I didn't know what I was experiencing. So like as a kid with a cold, I was just like, well, I guess I'm just uncomfortable today. Right. Like, okay. Like, you know, it was kind of like, to me, it wasn't this type of thing where you would go and be like, like, mama, I, like, I think I have a cold because there was no way for me to like, like, I didn't know what it was. Right. So there was no way for me to articulate it. And now, of course, when I have a cold, I know that I have a cold and that's exactly what it is. The same thing is true for me with anxiety. Like, uh, of course, my whole life I've known what the term is and like it probably even been able to like refer to moments as like, like, you know, anxious, but yeah, I felt anxious before I went on stage. Yes. But what I really think that is, it's almost like using the wrong word. Mm. It's like, I was nervous before going on stage, right? Like not experiencing anxiety. So it's only really been probably in the past year or so that like that I've discovered that this thing that is constantly happening for me is in fact anxiety. Yeah. And I think as a result, now I'm having like so much reflection throughout my life where like I can go back to specific memories and be like, Oh, ah, that's what was going on then. Right. And it's been, it's like, it's now like this weird thing that seems to fit everywhere. Right. Um, which is super odd, but also then, so then I was going off of that and I was like, why, why does that happen? Like, have you ever noticed that you can like learn a new word or maybe you like bought a new car and then all of a sudden you start to see that car everywhere or you start to hear that word all the time. Right. And you're like, I only just learned this word, but now it's coming up constantly. Like, did it just come in vogue all of a sudden? That is, there is a word for this phenomenon. There is, and I have yeah. it right before oh, me. Okay, yeah. it is, it is. Hang on, it is the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Oh, okay. Which is the AKA the uh, frequency illusion. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna read it. The Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, otherwise known as the frequency illusion or recency bias, is a situation where something you recently learned about suddenly seems to appear everywhere. Yes. Oh, this is such a thing. It is. It is. It, it is <clears throat> so such a thing. Like it. I feel like it happens all all the time, and every time it does, 
I find myself in a situation where I'm like, how often am I not understanding things? Oh, right. Like, like because, because the truth is it's likely that these things were happening all the time. You were just completely unaware. Yes. Yes. But now yeah. that you start to see them and you understand the rep, like the references, it's like, Hmm. Okay. And, oh. and like, sometimes it's even like you watch a movie and all of a sudden, like by watching the movie, you now understand so much more about, I don't know. Yeah. Like what, like whenever that comes up. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, like you've been, you've been hearing people quote a thing your whole life. Right. You're like, I think that that must be from a thing that's got that the way you're delivering. It sounds like it was from a movie, but I don't know what the movie was and I don't know the context. So I'm not really in on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this has been like a, like a, like a, this has been the latest example of it for me is that like, I think now that I'm able to identify anxiety, it's also the fact that I have it constantly. It's like, it's like, Oh, oh someone put a name on this and now it's how I feel all the time. Now, it, Yeah. Well, but, this is, it sounds a little different though, because this sounds like you, you're able to revisit past moments and also realize that it was around then. Like, it's not just that like, Oh, now I'm noticing it. You're able to like, remember times in the past. Well, I think that's exactly it. So it's, it's not that times in the past, I wasn't experiencing anxiety. I just don't think that I knew that is what it was. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like you know, because I like looking into stuff like this, when I now start to experience anxiety, I almost feel like I maybe like attack it in a way. Okay. Like it's almost like, okay, but why am I feeling this way? Like what is the sense of lack of control that is going on in my life that is making me now feel worried about this particular thing? And is that something that I can like address head on and be like, Hey, this here, this is the problem. This is why I'm concerned. Right. You know, and it's very frequently like, you know, anxiety comes from the unknown. Right. You know, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Very interesting though. Yeah. So there's been that. And then the, the other little, uh, little factoid that I've, that I was pulling before today's episode. Cause this was, this is like another one of these things, uh, is so may maybe this will be like the new one where I realized that now I'm ruminating on things. Oh, like, like you're like reflecting upon them or like, I guess ruminating is more like dwelling, isn't it? I think so for me. Okay. If I were to host a party at my house and yeah. talk to 30 people throughout the course of the evening, mm -hmm. by the time the evening was done, I would probably like go to bed and start replaying every single one of the conversations that I had throughout the night in my head. And like, trying to see if like I made mistakes somewhere inside of that particular conversation. That sounds like a weird combination of ruminating and anxiety. Well, I think, I think it might be, I think yeah. it might be, I'm sure that the thing, the two, the two kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Um, because I think that frequently what you do by way of ruminating is attempting to figure out what maybe went wrong in the past so that you can ensure yourself that it will always go correct in the future. So it's like that idea of like, if I can just like I identify it, then like, that'll be good. But again, this is like a word that in my head, like I could have said it throughout my whole, like my whole life. Like, it's not like I was like unfamiliar with it. I just don't think I properly understood it. Right. Like I would have thought that this word meant something more like stewing. Like I'm like, I'm stewing on something like I, okay. was, I was upset about it and continue to be upset about it. Okay. Um, which I don't think is exactly the same thing. Right. Like this this could be more a situation where something happened and you were just like 
running back through the paces over and over again so that you can hopefully be better in the future. Do you well, find that you make the improvements? Because it sounds like you the cycle continues exactly, anyway. <laughs> exactly. So this is what I found that was very interesting about it. So rumination is a way to overplan and control anxiety. It means replaying life events in an attempt to make sure that next time we're totally prepared and won't feel anxious. Sadly, it's futile. Rumination <laughs> never stops worry. So, it rewards it. Oh my it. God. This is the you've like just, the the way in which you read that sentence and the way in which it described like your whole life. Yeah. It was that's so perfect. It's, I know, I know. Oh my it's, gosh, um, the the futility of it though. Yeah, it's just like it's like this does no this does you no good. I know, I know. It's not like it's not like when you watch back the 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 footage from the game and you're like, okay, see if we noticed that they lined up in this way. We could have actually audibled and gone here and we would have been great. Right. And we, we yeah. could have won the whole game. We could because you know what? Next game, you can do that. And yeah, but this this doesn't seem like this is the effect of rumination. This is this is not the effect yeah. of rumination. So <laughs> this is not like a study. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. right. So then as I continue to peel back layers, it got worse. Oh, no. <laughs> because, oh, no. <laughs> because this is this is like the next layer of it is that like, um, there's the idea of of like forcing thoughts from your mind. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, I don't want to think about that. Like, I don't want to think about that. So I'm going to put it somewhere else in my brain. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, like maybe, maybe that's what I need to do instead of ruminating. And it turns out that that also does not work. That, because that, is this like a symptom of rumination that your brain will be like, you know what? Lock it away. Well, I think I think maybe in a little way it can be because it's sort of like it's like I, like I don't want to address this thought. I don't want to go after it. So I'm just going to put it someplace else. But the idea of literally not addressing it makes your own brain know to fear that specific thought even more. Oh, I see. So, yeah, it's it's sort of like, I don't know. Very interesting. I know. I know. That by, the, yeah, like locking it away. You're not. Yeah, because you're not dealing with it. Then it's like you're training your brain to be afraid of it. Yes, exactly. Right. I feel like you said it better than I did. OK, yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. There we go. Thank, thanks, psychologist Jay. You're welcome. This, I think we talked about this before, but this is, I think, often how I feel. I, I get this feeling whenever I'm like opening mail. Yeah. Um, like last night, Beth and I were uh, doing our taxes, which was just the, the worst night of the year. It, it, I mean, but truly. But tr- it is. Oh, my gosh. One, it could not be more boring. And two, it is like it's it's super boring, but also it's like very important. Yes, that it you is. do it. Yes. And then it is also extremely complicated and difficult, yes. which is the worst. And it meshes like I have this like like it. All of that is true. And it involves going through lots of mail, yeah. which is already something I struggle with because I don't know what it, it's like. I think my brain has been like trained. I think it's, yeah, it's like a vicious cycle. It's like, I don't like opening mail because oftentimes the mail makes me feel like I'm in trouble, which isn't, that's a ridiculous idea. Sure. There's no reason the mail should just be like, you're in trouble. You messed up. Right. Right. <laughs> but You must um, have just got one bad letter and it just sent you down yeah, a different path. I know. It's like, uh, the, the irony is that if you don't open mail, eventually that will be true. <laughs> Did anybody ever break up with you via mail? Oh, Mm, I don't think anyone broke up with me via mail. Like an actual hard letter? I don't think so. No, not like a hard letter in the mail. It'd be like, oh, Jonathan, you got a, you got a piece of mail from your girlfriend. <laughs> How great. Great. That would be the, that'd be so mean. Has anybody ever done that? I mean, well, I mean, I mean, sure, certainly surely, these are like, 
Dear John letters, right? That's what there's like a word for this. Is that what that is? I think so. Okay. I think a dear, I think that's a dear John letter is a breakup letter. I'm, I'm probably going to see it everywhere now. That you now said yeah, it. now that you've really learned that's a thing. Like, constantly around. Constantly. Why are people so like so often breaking up with their significant others via via snail mail? Do you have do you have like a like a, a worst way you were broken up with? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Certainly, maybe certainly there is yeah you know what okay the because okay the the thing about the yes there okay i feel like i'm i'm so nervous about this topic okay we don't have to cover it if you don't want no no no, it's fine it's fine it's fine i mean it's not, sometimes it's, these are just funny i know i know well that was the thing so in this particular situation i think i've only actually been broken up with one time mm, um good for you <laughs> thanks and it was not by it was not by letter and i would almost say that it was like that it was slightly like uh like a coerced situation maybe where like i was i was absolutely certain that like the girl that i was dating at the at this period of time was just now interested in another person yeah and i remember like the way that it, that i like it was slowly stumbling onto this particular fact is that we used to go every like one summer we used to go every summer to uh john from the gma's house yeah because he had a pool right and we had a curfew and so whenever i was like headed home from my curfew i would i would call this girlfriend and we would like talk on the phone because it was like a 20 minute drive home or whatever and i remember at some point in time the phone started doing this thing where it would like ring and then at the end of the ring there was like a, it was like ring boop oh that's like the, they're on the other line sound they're on the other line sound right and so it was like one of these things where it was like it got to the point where every single night like this was like a ritual like you know this is like when i called her and we talked on the phone right and every single night she was already on the phone with someone else with someone else right and like what what are the odds Right. And that that was the case. Like I wasn't right. wrong. Yeah, that's the worst. And you're like, I have a feeling. Yeah. Mm, this is how like vicious cycles get started when you have when you do have an instinct about something and like logic would tell you you shouldn't you shouldn't have that feeling. But then it ends up being right and you're like, I am justified in all of my crazy feelings. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know. Like, yeah. mm, nope. You were right about this thing. <laughs> this this time. This time. This time. Yep, yep, you have to really <laughs> rein it in. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I, I remember I, I finally got on the phone with her and it was like, it, I think that she so badly did not want to like be the bad guy. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so I think that like almost what was happening was it was like, I think that she was basically just in the process of slowly and more progressively now communicating with this new gentleman. And like that whole time, I think it was almost like, like leaving like little like breadcrumbs types of things so that I would break up with her. And so I suppose oh, that move, I know. Yeah. Mm. I think in the end, what really kind of happened was I was like, I, I like called her when I was like, you need to break up with me if this is what's going on. <laughs> and so like I remember talking, like I had to talk her into it for like an hour and 40 minutes on like, the phone. And it was just <laughs> like, why? why why aren't i just breaking up with you i don't know i don't know either yeah. i don't know either it was it was like a really odd it was like i like even me like i wanted to be in the relationship and so i was like i'm not gonna break up with you because that's not how this works right so it's like like i'm going to put the burden on you that's to so do weird this. because like that is how it should work like you're cheating on me of course i'm breaking up with you right right exactly yeah. but so that was the weird thing about it so like i remember even like the next day i was working at petland at the time and i remember getting to work and i was all like you know wallowing and my manager was like is everything okay and i was like yeah my girlfriend broke up with me last night and he's like oh no what happened and i was like 
how do I even tell this story? <laughs> how like, to? Hold like, on. Let me uh, ruminate on it. Me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruminating on it right now. Like, <laughs> Have I dug up an old? You have. I'm like, oh, no. I can go back to the moment. I can. I, I remember being in my bedroom and like my aquarium with like the water level was like three inches low. So like the filter was like making noise as it was like splashing. Mm-hmm. It's like I can like go back to this night. Oh, what a weird thing. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. What was the worst way you were ever broken up with? Oh, man. Okay. Did you know this question was coming? Well, I asked you, so I had a feeling. Excellent. Yeah, I had a feeling. Um, let's see. Uh, what comes to mind is, do you remember uh, AOL Instant Messenger? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? I, I dare say I was a pro at AOL. The Instant best Messenger. way to communicate or worse, depending <laughs> on the situation. The, my, my first sliver of internet fame yeah. ever was AOL Instant Messenger because I would get on and open nine windows yeah. and I would have, I'd have like my, my, mm my thing yeah you know? you'd have like you'd be like in the zone yeah so i'm talking like, to like nine people right nine now. people probably more they're just like minimized down on the bottom like <laughs> not important little, not making the full screen a little flashing orange little bar. flashing orange. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so some people have no idea so let's carry on so aol instant messenger so anyway aol instant messenger was just an old chat system that you could use and everyone used it yeah and if uh you needed to get up and go away from the computer you could put up what was called an away message yeah yeah which which meant yeah i'll be back later here's here's some like if you sent them a message it would like pop back and be like you know yeah and it would just supply you with the message and at first it was used as intended as like a, i'll be right back sort of thing right but it quickly turned into like the ultimate like screener like sensor of like because you could have an away message up and continue talking. It wasn't like if you started talking, AOL would be like, oh, you're back. I'll take that down for you. It was like, yes. you can just keep it up. And uh, so then if pe- you didn't want to talk to people, you could just the away message. Like, no, nah, the away message. I wasn't there. I had an away message up. I'm not on my computer. No. But you know what the worst thing about it was yeah. is that you. Yeah. So like the little screen names were up in like the little bar on the side or whatever. And if they were just online, it was just their name, and like bold print. And then if they're away, it was like bold print with like a little like notepad next to it. And if they were away and also idle, right. then it would turn the little the little, like the whole screen name like a like a like transparent a, kind of color yeah like a like a light gray which was like that was such a jerk move on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, to include because, this? Because it was like, if somebody went away and they were idle, it was like, rest assured, they were gone. Right. Like, that was like, you could you could count on that. But if, like, you were online and there was someone you normally talked to who had, like, a little yellow pad next to it and they were bold the whole time mm-hmm. that you were on for, like, two hours, it's like, you are there. You are there. Yeah. But But even then, it's so, like... Probably they were there. Yeah. But it's so easy to be like, no, nah, I wasn't. I just left it open. My mom was on the computer, you know. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, the reason I wasn't idle was because she was uh, doing taxes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know about taxes? They take forever. <laughs> Let me tell you. A boring night. So anyway, the away message was off. It was sort of like the original status update. It was like the original Twitter. Yeah, I think. it really you know, was. You could put yeah. like a little message in there that would pop up. Um, you could check people's away messages even without actually messaging them whatever so um one day girl i'm dating her away message is up and it's like a survey it's like you could it was like a little questionnaire sort of thing okay like learn you know take this quiz about me or something like that okay and you could like read how they had answered the questions on this little quiz about themselves and like one of the questions was like are you in a relationship and it just said like dot 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 as the answer and it was like um well okay oh no and this was like how like i found out <laughs> like that you were being broken <laughs> that, up uh, with. i'm like like hey 
yeah. it, it feels like this was intentional too. It does like, exactly because yeah. it's like we would have talked like every night. It's like you put that up, you know. I'm not, you know. There's no way I don't see it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so it was like that was dot, that was pretty dot, bad. Dot. I know. I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. This is a pretty obvious answer. Since we're since we're dating, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Well, it's so funny though too how it's like there's there's like all like once you're inside of of like any type of structured way of communication like this, there becomes like like unspoken jargon like that. There, like yes, it's like there's like these like little details or whatever. But then like you kind of like fast forward to because another one that people used to do during the same period of time was MySpace was super popular. Yeah, and very frequently if somebody was like like in a relationship but it, like things were not going well because facebook just like they they were like blunt about it they're like it's complicated <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> like who was ever choosing that that particular option but what you could do on myspace was just remove the relationship status altogether right like don't even display it right 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 so this was this was like a similar tactic that the same girl that i was that i was communicating with did during this period of time she like she like redid her MySpace page. And when she redid it, it no longer had like, it no longer had any of those details listed anymore. Right. They were just all gone. Right. And it was kind of like open to interpretation. Right. Like, like it used to say in a relationship. Yes. Now, in a, now that now the inner relationship line doesn't exist. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, wait, so, so who knows? Right. Who knows? So, so, okay, here's a question then. So like you, you have like these high school relationships and there's sort of like these things that happen and pe- like you know, the people are kids and they're not, they're clearly not handling things as, as well as maybe they may learn to mm. in the future. Yes. But is there ever a part of you that feels like it's like an unresolved issue or like, like it would almost be like, can I just, can you apologize or something like, like, <laughs> should we talk? Should we talk? I, I think for any relationship in high school at this point, yeah. the statute of limitations has run out. Okay. Like, you know what? We're all, I can acknowledge that everyone involved was a teenager and did not know very much about dating and it's all good. Excellent. It's all like, we're good. If I ran into you, It'd be fine. <laughs> it'd be it'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. We're good. I'm glad uh, to hear it. I'm glad. Way to mm-hmm. way to put it in your past. Exactly. You know, I'm big on I'm big on forgiveness, Ben. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah. that's, that's good. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm well. proud of you. <laughs> okay. So the like la- last last transitiony thought that I have before we close out today's episode because we were talking about high school relationships and one of the things that you and I were talking about this is this is like closely related. I'm like connecting dots that may be slightly far apart. But one thing that like randomly sparked into my brain recently was you made a video in year one of Super Carlin Brothers about it that was called the truth about popcorn. Mm. Oh yeah. The original popcorn content of super Carlin brothers, the original, the original. <laughs> so the, the reason this, this sparks to mind is specifically because we like, I feel like so many high school dates were specifically going to the movies. Yeah. And, and like that was, I, I went through phases where there was a period of time where like getting the popcorn was like half the fun. And then eventually it was like, no, you don't get popcorn. And then it became fun again later. Oh, okay. So I had like a brief period of time where like, it was like a, like I was like too afraid to like maybe like eat in front of them or something. <laughs> okay. It's like, like we'll just, we'll Never just go mind. In. Yeah. We'll just go in. I don't want anything. Yeah. I'm not thirsty. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so you made this video that was the truth about popcorn and it was like, it was like 
entirely false. It is, well, okay. Let's let's spill the tea, as it were. Here's the truth about the truth about popcorn. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> is that uh, if you watch, if you're a year one Super Carlin Brothers video or viewer, or I'm sure we can, we'll link this in the show notes. We'll just put a link to the video. Yeah, I made a video called "The Truth About Popcorn," and the whole the whole video was just a pure fabrication. But it was so absurdly clever. Yes, like. It's one of these stories where it's like you hear it and you're like, what an odd origin story, but I get it. I this I don't this is a this is a bit of storytelling magic that I don't know what state of mind I was in when I stumbled into it the very first time. Yeah. I think I was I think I was just talking to someone on instant messenger and I was just sort of like making it up as I went and they kept like asking more questions and I was like I actually have an answer for it. Okay, let's keep going. Right, right. And I just sort of remembered it. But I have told people ahead of time that the story is false. And then I'll start telling them the story and they'll be like, what was the, what was the fake part? And I'll be like, like they will get, they will, they will believe it even if I tell them ahead of time. <laughs> this is false. Here we go. Here we go. Buckle okay, up. So the truth about popcorn was the story about why do we eat popcorn in movie theaters? Like if you think about it, like it's, it's sort of like messy. It's covered in butter. You're fingers get like all greasy and stuff sure. it like falls all over you it's loud if you're chewing it you can't hear the movie so you it's like it it's of course such a part of the culture you're like well how could you not have popcorn at the movies right but like does it make sense well so what happened was that once upon a time um like it was part of like drug dealing and if you were dealing drugs it was like right when they started using dogs to sniff them out okay so okay. of course what uh, what the criminals discovered was that the smell of popcorn would actually cover up the smell of whatever the, drug they were peddling of the drugs because it has such a signature scent. Like sure, that's yeah. the thing you walk in, you're like, Oh my God, it smells like popcorn. It's amazing. Yeah, of course. Right. And so movie theaters are pretty natural spot for such deals to go down because it's dark. Everyone's focused on something else. It's very easy to, you know, make a transaction, right? Exchange and, popcorn bags. Exactly. You can put the, you can just put it right in the popcorn. Dogs can't smell it. No problem. Well, so what happens is that obviously the movie theaters that are doing this are doing really well. Uh -huh. And it looks like obviously they're doing well because they're dealing drugs. They're making lots of money right, in this right. regard. Laundering. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but if you're just like the competing movie theater business, you're looking from the outside, like what are they doing? That's so much better than what I'm doing. Like how are they succeeding? And of course the main difference looks like the popcorn, right? So then they're like, well, I got to start serving popcorn and that's how it began to spread. And now everyone serves popcorn and it doesn't make sense, but, um, it came from drug dealing and the that's rest, the reason the rest isn't history. The rest isn't history because that was all fake. <laughs> <laughs> how many of you, how many of you forgot? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, wait a second. Wait, that, that does add up. It is dark in there. Right. I could see it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, it was like the most compelling thing ever. And that, I think the funniest thing about it when you, you made this video back when is that you were like, I'm not going to tell people. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like, this isn't true, but also, and then what I was so curious about because it was such an obscure thing, but it is so believable. I was like, what, what if this like makes it out there? Because sometimes there are things that someone somewhere just made up. Right. And it's like. Uh, we, we made a video about it. Hang on. Uh, if I can get there with my head, something about Japanese roses. 
maybe there was like a blue oh, with Neville and the samurai. Yes. Yeah. What was what is what is the It was the cherry blossoms. The cherry the, blossoms. I don't know exactly what the what story is being put out there though. Goodness gracious. Okay, well we we stumbled across like the ah, I wish I could think of what it is. There's like a Japanese proverb that says something and like whatever they say is like so absurdly fitting to the situation. You're like, that is so interesting. Like, look at that. Very neat. Oh, but the proverb was completely made up. The proverb is made up. It's I not see. a real thing at all. But it, it was like it was like when you see it for the first time and every time I found it, it was like on viral meme posts and people were like, mm-hmm. check this out. Like this is a thing. I do remember this now that you're talking about it. I yeah. Know. Maybe, maybe we will reflect on it, figure out what it was and then include more information visibly on screen. So people yeah. will ruminate. We'll ruminate. Yeah. We'll ruminate. Yeah, there you go. We'll get there. Um, but this was, your story was so good that I was like, someday someone else is going to tell me this story. Oh, is it good? it's going to like work its, back, work its way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> the light. It's like, uh, like how a meme actually works. It's like you, you like enter something out into the world and then it's like, like how long does it take to get back to you? Right. And that was what I always, I was like, some, someday Someday. there's going to be an article that's like, did you know the unusual history about popcorn at the movies? (laughs) The best thing would almost be if it was like those really, really, really corny things that are like playing in the movie theater. Yeah. Before the movie actually starts. Yes. That would be amazing. That's where you would see it. Right. You'd see it. Anyway, now I'm absolutely craving popcorn. Well, we have a popcorn maker. Literally right here, just off camera. <laughs> you can literally touch I can, it. I can get a piece of popcorn right here. There you go. I'm now chewing it. Wow, way too loud. You yeah. could not watch a movie with that around. You <laughs> could <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you want to submit any corny jokes or fun facts about coyotes or just any thoughts you have about the pop in general, you can do so at popcornculturepod at gmail.com. We're also over on Reddit and Patreon at patreon.com slash popcornculture. Do you have anything to add? Oh, I don't think I have anything to add. <laughs> I looked over. I thought you were gonna like chime in. I had nothing left. Con- nope. Contribute. Okay. To I'm, our- I'm prepping for the for the to, for the sign off. This, oh, I see. I, like, here. do you have to like? Yeah. Laser in. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility. It is a lot of responsibility, guys. Until next week. Pop pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.